Natalie Berkey here. I'm really excited for the next Lampshade Media show on February 28th. It's going to be Brooke Cardis, Pat Deering, and Johnny Collins. Check it out. This is Lampshade Media Presents Jean Cast the Wildcast with Leslie Battle. Leslie Battle, welcome to Lampshade Media Presents Jean Cast the Wildcast. But what? 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 That? That's the name. You, you don't. You don't like the name already. Right off the. Right out the gate. Jean Cast the podcast. The Wildcast. The Wild. Jean. 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 Jean has never been wild. Jean has never been the name of wild. Jean Luc Picard. He ain't, look. Jean Luc ain't wild. Jean Luc is sexy. He ain't wild. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's like. Oh, like I don't know how to argue this. I really want to <laughs> argue. And, and, yep. and, there's and no Luke's... arguing, Jean Luc. And 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 I mean, I think there is some Star Trek lore that his character was basically, you know, developed to counteract all of that Kirk stereotype stuff from the original series. Uh, so he was not supposed to be wild. He was supposed to be refined. He was supposed to be the voice of reason. He was supposed to be the above reproach and 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 almost like, you know, father figure e kind of, you know, like um, the more ideal candidate or whatever. Well, and and just to prove that not everybody in Starfleet was just DTF all the fucking time. Like it was just <laughs> like sooner or later we got to get some work done. Well, let's bring in this French guy. Is can he be Canadian? Yeah, let's well, fine. Fuck it. Canadian works, you know. Are you, so, you sound like, like a you sound like a legit Trekkie though. <laughs> you ain't know? No. Y- y- you seriously didn't know. I did not know that at all. You ha- Dude, how did you not know? <laughs> you have literally been one of my featured photos on my Facebook profile is me with Nichelle Nichols in my Star Trek uniform. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> you I definitely, didn't I definitely know? should have known that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Although I will admit, I haven't watched like the last like two or three series i pretty much checked out with voyager i liked voyager but um <sighs> honestly once stuff started getting really like crazy with my divorce and everything i really haven't gotten into a tv show easily in a decade like, none i mean i'll watch what other people are watching but for me to go out of my way to see a thing is not typical like i i i don't even have subscriptions to netflix or hulu anymore really because um the house where i live when i moved in she didn't have internet and i was just kind of like well i'm really not gonna just like go to the library to watch this or whatever so yeah i just i i really don't watch much of anything so when everybody's talking all the stuff about you know game of thrones and and all of these stuff that people been watch i I, I've seen the commercials. So, but. like, your your divorce destroyed television for you. Well, I guess indirectly I think in you're a way. Giving this fucker too much power. No, <laughs> sorry. But here's the thing. No, you're fine. I mean, I like I get it, but I've been so invested in trying to find the things that actually interest me that I can do. 
Okay. And so I've been staying so busy with comedy. And I mean, yeah, there was absolutely, I mean, I've moved around a lot. I've moved around so much since I got divorced. And um, I'm I'm kind of a nomad now. And so it's just not, it's not as convenient for me. Yeah, that makes sense. And then a lot of times I just want to be quiet too. Cause like, you know, it, it, it's, it's this, it's this weird freaking dichotomy with me because if I'm quiet, then all of this negative bullshit starts coming up in my brain. But then there's times that I just, just, you know, if I can just not be focused on stuff. Yeah. So, and I, I kind of think that maybe it's just like, you know, the kind of typical thing. Like, I'm I'm working on a joke now where I'm just like, I'm at the age that like my jam comes on and I crank it up. And then the minute something I don't like comes on, I'm like, fuck, that's too loud. You know, because it's really happening. Like, I could be in my car and, you know, Lizzo comes on. Yeah, I'm cranking that shit. And then, you know, fucking Chris Brown comes on and I'm just kind of like, oh, why why am I, what? No. And I'll sometimes I'll just turn the radio off when I'm in the car. And just let it be quiet. And then I'm just kind of like, fuck, why is it so quiet in here? Oh, yeah, because I turned the radio yeah. off. Hello, there's nobody else in here, Leslie. It's just you. I went through a phase where uh, I, I think there was a, a certain amount of time in my life, and I think a lot of people might feel this way, where I didn't realize that you could just drive in silence. Yeah. Like, I didn't even think that was a possibility. <laughs> Although, I will admit to you and the audience that my my now... Uh, guilty listening pleasure. Oh, we got to play it. Oh, really? We got to play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here yeah. on the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it's, is it? It's the Doom Rider remix of Sandstorm. But you'll probably want to just, I mean, everybody knows Sandstorm. If you don't know Sandstorm, then you're not cool like me. And that I'm makes definitely me feel good. not cool. You don't know Sandstorm? No. You're, you're going to hear it and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I know that one. It's it's this very popular house song that's that gets played a lot. Like they use it in commercials. The Dragon Ball too. Z? Yeah. Sandstorm Doom Rider. It should be. Oh, I should. Have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. You got it. You got it. All right. Here is it we like go. ten o? Is it like eight fifty one or ten o one? Okay, so this is the original mix of Sandstorm. I can't believe you don't know Sandstorm. I don't know this. You don't know this? Well, then we get to listen to the whole thing. This but is good radio. I'll talk over it, dude. This is. But wait till it gets to the remix part. But this has become like my thing, especially like when the sun is shining really bright and I'm just barreling down the highway. This is my jam for real. Like this is the thing. But it's it's kind of interesting to walk. I don't have you watched Dragon Ball Z? No. Okay. No. Well, it's it's cool to watch the way they sync the the clips with the music. But also, happy little humble brag note. I actually got to meet uh, a comic. His name is Mark Britton. And he voiced seven of the voices for Dragon Ball Z. No shit. Yeah. So he was at World Series of Comedy when I went out to St. Louis. You just meet September. like people like this out and about all the time, or? Well, but that's the thing. I mean, people don't know voices. You know what I mean? Especially when they're character voices. So yeah. he's just, you know, his his speaking voice is not those character voices. Okay. So he's just, you know, yeah. That that's one of the things that I kind of like about being a lesser known comic is like. When I'm at a show and it's going well, people are just like, oh, my God, you're so funny, blah, 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 blah. But I can go to the grocery store and people aren't going to, like, harass me. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I see you bobbing your head. You're trying not to. You're just like, well, you know, I don't want this 50-year-old lady introducing me to this fucking, you know, acid mosh, whatever the fuck this is. Yeah, but, yeah, I definitely. <laughs> like, I don't have enough Molly. But I'm telling you, when it gets to the Doom Rider remix, it just, 
I don't know. It just does something to me. But I just have that little bit of me that does that. I don't know. You might want to go ahead and skip to it because it's like around minute six. Okay. Okay. We're, we're at two minutes now. Yeah. It's because it, it's mostly this. I mean, there's some breaks and stuff, but it's mostly this. All right. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, back it up a little bit. Here? Back it no, up that's here? good. That's fine. That's All fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that 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 growly thing that's going on, I don't know if that's guitar or keyboard or what, but that just does something to me. It sounds like it's all synth, but yes, I, I, yeah. the, uh, I, I know what you're talking about, that like that deep, that, it's, like, it's thundery kind of deal. Yeah. So, yeah, this is me going down the highway like 75 with some semi on my ass. Like, get fuck off my ass, asshole. You know, yeah. Fucking feeling <laughs> the power from this shit. <laughs> right? That's a, it, yeah, it's pretty electric. You're into, like, you're into some like serious nerd culture, though. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. You, you just pull it out like immediately <laughs> right out the fucking gate. You're like pulling out track like a motherfucker. And then all of a sudden, uh, some anime. I'm like, you, okay. you haven't seen me in my leather cat suit and purple wig? No. <laughs> Mel, where have you been all this time, dude? This I, is like I mean, you've hell well, like you've seen you've my even got, cosplay, right? No. Jesus Christ, boy. I have not been Facebook stalking you enough. Not not in the least. Yeah, no, I'm is, sorry. Like that is I should, absolutely true. I feel like an asshole now for not stalking no, you, you on Facebook. I mean, it's not your fault <laughs> that you don't know that I have these tendencies. <laughs> No, I've I, I I this is that's what's great about this show is I get to know so many uh, funny people, and I wouldn't I, I guess I wouldn't have pinned all the uh, all that on you like if I wouldn't have I without, am a without conundrum. seeing that I'm very much a conundrum, and it's I, I it, I'm challenged a lot by it now because when we start talking about modern race relations and stuff and yeah. whether, you know, the whole concept of whether or not I'm black enough and it's just like, but can I just like house music? Can I just like, yeah. you know, dressing in a Star Trek uniform? I mean, what's, why does that make me less black? Because I think that these things have value, yeah. you know, as entertainment. And I mean, the reality of it is, you know, there is real life technology that was inspired by the original series by the devices i mean you know your ipad oh yeah, yeah you know the 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 temporal scanners for the thermometers that right. you know somebody was just like wait a minute can we can we really do that is that a thing that we can do and they figured out how to do you know totally do it i mean your cell phone i think science know? fiction is uh has been doing that for forever it's always been kind of like just uh just out ahead of what people want mm -hmm. right it's like is it life imitating art or is it inspiration? And 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 does it matter? I mean, yeah. you know, if if somebody is inspired to do something that's going to improve our lives, I mean, does it matter what the source is from it? That's the jam, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> when it's it kind of goes out and comes back, it's it's very visceral. It it makes you want. It makes you want. I mean, that's. <laughs> and it's funny because there's another song because like <laughs> I own my CD still of the Mortal Kombat uh, soundtracks and I forget which song it is but there's a song that used to put me in the same mind and it's bugging me because what I would love now 
is to have like an hour of just this kind of visceral, guttural, like with a good house beat behind it, but just kind yeah. of. That would probably solve my high blood pressure. Like, if that could be my workout mix, oh, my God. I'd, I'd be so ripped. I'd Doctors be so hot. Doctors just prescribing house music. Right, right? <laughs> like, so have you have you taken your sandstorm today? <laughs> like, <laughs> it changes now. Um, it's going to, because that, that's the end. That's the end. That's my jam. It's, it's cool, though. I mean, like, oh, where's my, see, I can't. I guess I. You looking up your your uh, cosplay picks? Well, they're on my. They're on. I want you to be able to see. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can you can see them small because it's in my featured photos. I showed you the the um Nichelle Nichols one. Yeah, you can't. Uh, yeah, you know, I did. I did like kind of catch that when I was looking at the other one, and that is uh, that is definitely some uh, some Team Raider action. Right? <laughs> no, that's Wait. Lana from Archer. Wait, what? I thought you were doing Laura Croft there, but uh, she never wore a mini dress. She never did. You're right. It was always like something else. <laughs> and those boots. I'm so unfamiliar with Archer. I've only seen a few episodes. It seems okay. like amazing. It's just one of those things. And like, like, there's South so Park. many shows. It's, but that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's like everybody is into so many shows, and I'm just like, but what about the rest of life? Like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not down in people. No, there's you know, a ridiculous get amount of content. If I, I, I just don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling it that way. Now I will admit, um, I was in Detroit this past weekend and, um, the, the gal I was staying with, she's watching the crown Okay, yeah. and it's like this, um, fictionalized retelling of Queen Elizabeth's like life. Yeah. Man, that shit is intense. I'm like, I was like, oh, this is this is it. Well, that's just and it. Is. There's it's, so much it's content, cool, but, but yeah, there's, there's so really good content. Yeah. Like, there's such amazing stuff to watch out there. Stories to to take in. There's a ton of it, and I and like, I want to see it all because I just love stories. You know, I love like good storytelling. And so that here's kind of me thing. this Halloween as Lana, if that helps. But the thing is, I'm supposed to have like these toy <laughs> machine guns, and um, no. Not doing that. I'm not walking nowhere with no toy. Nope, 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 oh, not, nope, shit. nope, fucking no. Nope. So you're uh, you're not black enough sometimes, but uh, when it comes to machine guns, come on, with it. yeah, I'm not. <laughs> we I, and and I mean, I'll be honest. That when when I was in my social justice, um, social media justice warrior days, that was a thing that I asked some of my my National Guard friends was just like, if something like that happened to me. Would you excuse it and say she must have done something? Or would you stand up for me for my character that you know me as? And I never would get an answer. They never answer you, really? I mean, I would word it like as a rhetorical or whatever, you know, but yeah, yeah. not 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 on a public and, and who's who's gonna admit that like, you know, they already know that it would be like, Well, you or know, maybe like- there's gotta be a reason. Or they they'd say oh well this is just a one off you know that's always the uh, the thing like oh but in this case thing, in this one many, case but how many one offs exactly know? I mean but let's not go there right now because I'm, I'm are you you not into the you're not feeling the social justice movement anymore or what? it's exhausting it's yeah. exhausting to to I mean like I I once this summer was having a conversation with a friend of mine who is a white lady from the south. And she was trying to convince me that there were good slave owners. Oh, Jesus Christ. And okay. <laughs> I'm just like, you, you do realize we're talking about the people that herded my great-great-grandparents. 
Right. My grandmother's grandparents were slaves. Document. I mean, you're like, they were slaves who became free, but I'm five generations away from being a slave. There's yeah. no way that you can convince me that there was any slave owner. I mean, they, they, they didn't want us to be educated mm-hmm. because that would cut into their bottom line. They were getting labor for free. But I'm supposed to somehow believe that, you know, for the time, it was yeah. humane and, and sanitary and, and I should be grateful that, you know, we've come as far as we have. I think that uh, the Christians uh, in particular have uh, have bought into this because uh, the Bible condones slavery in certain parts. But see, it doesn't. Because if it did, then why would Moses have to rescue the Jews? Well, that was uh, that was the... For one thing, well, getting off on a tangent. Gotcha. For one thing, like Egyptians built the pyramids. That wasn't like there was they didn't use slavery. They paid them and like they gave them good burials and shit like that. But that was like, oh, that was the bad slavery, you know. But then like they were allowed. There's like so many like verses in the Old Testament where it's like, oh, it's okay if you, you know, if you need to discipline your slave, you just can't like beat him to death. You know, as long as you don't kill them, then you're good. You know, and I don't know the verses off the top of my head, and we could get into that. Eh, don't take my word for it anyway, but <laughs> look that shit up. Eh, but it's there. It, it's yeah. in there. You know, I've, I've read a lot. But of I mean, at the end of the day, horrifying. too, when you look at my friend that we were talking about earlier, um, that's one of the things that he's challenged. He's like, but here's the thing like, certain characters in the Bible, their names were translated to English names. Other characters, not so much. So if they were willing to do that, why are we taking everything at face value that there wasn't any other artistic license taken with some of the things? Because, I mean, it's kind of interesting how well some of those principles fit into the feudalism of the time that it was being translated. Oh, yeah, exactly. So it's like, yeah, it could... But yeah, and a lot of the stuff also makes sense in the in the context of the time it was written too. Well, true, true. I mean, you know, but I, I, we all know that there are books of the Bible that weren't included, right? And like so it's just kind of like, <laughs> why not? <laughs> I yeah. mean, we we edit it for pre- brevity because it's still like three thousand pages long. You know, right. it's not like it's not like they they cut it well, down to like something. <laughs> Easily digestible. It's it became Unless such a powerful movement over well, yeah, the course of history I mean, that it got so politicized and so yeah. bastardized throughout the years. And, yeah. and I back, mean, that's the thing is is even the people that claim to know it so well, you know, I mean, we we have now you can just Google search any you know string of words and you can get the Bible verse that has that in it. So yeah, it amazes me how many false um, quotations people use or out of context <laughs> quotes that people use to justify stuff. And it's like, yeah, but if you read the verse before and the verse after that like changes everything right. about what you just said. Yeah. But it's people are getting what they want out of it. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and that's, which is, that's where we're everything. at now. Yeah. With it was, it's actually like when you were at the, at the uh, show at uh, the, the live show you did here uh-huh. for us, uh-huh. Um, I was kind of like watching, watching you every once in a while. And I know like there was a point and I, I cringed and like looked away and didn't know like what to do, but somebody was like, can I touch your hair? <laughs> and, and I was literally like, are you fucking kidding me? Hey, like, but you know what? In, it's not the, like the worst trope defense, you can fucking do in their defense though. <laughs> hey, but I love, I love I this get person. I asked that question by other women who have locks okay. because my locks okay. are so small. 
Okay. And okay. So so many. It, it's funny because this technique of doing them this small is actually like twenty five some odd years. You know, it, the the lady who developed it has been doing it for like twenty five years or something like that, maybe longer. Right. Oh wow. And but it's just not common. It's it's more common now than it's ever been because now that somebody finally decided that black women should not have to you know burn their scalps with chemicals and and heat just to fit into European standards of beauty, don't get me started, that, you know, people are are looking into natural hairstyles more because, yeah. you know, they're not necessarily illegal everywhere. There's still businesses that won't, you know, hire you because they're just like, well, dreadlocks are nasty. I don't know how because I wash my hair regularly just like anybody else. But, you know, because yeah. people don't understand and they've heard myths or whatever, they just don't want to. And so they can use that as an excuse. Well, you know, I heard such and such and I don't want that in my business. Well, okay, that's your prerogative. But, you know, you're missing out on somebody who's got a degree in military experience. And, oh, didn't yeah. think about that just because I got locks? Okay, that's cool. Yeah. You know, Have you noticed what... that change over the course of time then? You've seen that ha become more and more prevalent that you are. I can't like, even say the good. course of time because when I retired in 2015, my hair was illegal. So it's only changed in the past, like, three, four years that natural hairstyles, as long as they conform to military regulations are because the thing that was so frustrating for me is they don't have a problem with people having micro braids. So you can have micro braids, which are extensions, which are expensive that you have to maintain and redo every like month and a half or so. And that's perfectly fine because you can put it up in a bun, but I can put this up in a bun, but because it's a dreadlock, Technically, because it's a dreadlock, that makes it illegal. I'm just like, you don't even know what um, you're banning. Right. You know, yeah. you don't even know. And that's the thing is a lot of times when those regulations were developed, the people that were developing those regulations were white men who had no idea what right. women, especially women of color, were going through. Like, we got to go to physical fitness and get sweaty. Well, heat treatment is going to sweat out and be nappy again. Or even mm -hmm. if you have a relaxer in, you still typically put heat on that, you know, to style it. And it it, it it was just really interesting because it was just like, well, take care of it. And it's just like, but you don't even understand what that means. How how would they? Well, and that's the thing. They had the opportunity. They could have listened, but they were just like, yeah. no, we don't have to listen. And they were not wrong. They didn't have to listen. They were in control. Right. And that's where it is. It 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 took, you know, people who look like me to stand up and be like, you know, you, 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 you gotta hear this. You may not want to listen to it, but you gotta hear this because this is where we're at now. Yeah. And you put yourself at a, at, at such a risk to do that. Right. Oh well, yeah. And I mean, you become a target, you become a, a, you know, I mean, I have to be honest and say, I'm not a person who had to go through that so much, but Definitely. I was using you like in the no uh, you you in, in like a in a, in a bigger context like when you complain about something that you know old white men don't give a fuck about then you end up you know but that's the thing trouble at least somebody made the decision that diversity actually is good business and yeah. once that decision was made you know I mean the reality of it is it it, it kind of boiled down to oh well this could affect my bottom line okay I'll listen now. You know, because that's that's the nature of capitalistic society. If you as long as you can translate something into this is going to affect your money, all of a sudden it does become an issue. Yeah. 
There's not. I mean, I feel like there's all <laughs> there is a like a moral change happening. Like people are like kind of you know learning more and getting more educated in general. But then you know there's a lot of kickback from that too. It seems like there's a lot of people fighting against that. Yeah, but look at who you're surrounded with. You know what Me I'm saying? Or- yeah, yeah. Because the people that you interact with are people who are open minded and willing to learn. Yeah. But there are definitely strongholds of people who are just like fuck that shit. I don't need that. I oh, mean, yeah, absolutely. You, I, I, it's 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 just out there now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Are there some people who are looking at things and going, you know, I really hadn't thought about it that way. Yeah. Like um, <laughs> when uh, I told my friend, his name's Kime, when I told him that I don't sing the national anthem anymore because I was like, yeah, I sing the national anthem for a bingo game. And he was just like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, they had a relationship. And I like, I downplay it because if you know about the third verse of the poem and then a lot of people are like, well, we don't sing that. I'm like, but that's not the point. A hundred years after that poem was written, our government could have chosen how many different songs that didn't, or how many different poems that didn't literally celebrate Brown people who sought freedom dying. I mean, it literally says, may there be no, Oh, what is it? May there be no refuge, something or other, for the hireling or slave from uh, the terror of flight or the gloom, gloom of the grave. So slavery's been abolished, but we're going to choose a poem as the lyrics for our national anthem that one stanza literally says, yeah, but brown people who want to be free deserve to die. Like, that's not, that's not cool. It's, it's, it's just not. And a lot of people are just like, oh, well, but we don't sing it. That's not the point. That's what was chosen. That's what that's what our country wanted to sh- tell the rest of the world was, yeah, you know, we're only going to do this one, but there's more to it than that. Huh. You know that? I'm just looking. So I, I looked it up and I'm like, <laughs> how can they have a song about land of the free and home of the brave and then have something like that in it at the same time? But OK, since we're here because Leslie started it and this is where we're at. But look at what happened when slavery ended. It's not like black people were still treated as people. Like we were promised a whole 40 acres and a mule. And that didn't happen. I mean, slaves in Texas didn't find out about emancipation for two years. For two years. And I mean, I get it. They didn't have cell phones. But at the end of the day, after that two years adjustment period, if people needed it, whatever the fuck you want to call it, there were still people like, well, let's find another way to fuck these people over. And then Jim Crow happened. And then somebody figured out, oh, well, you know, if we just make sure that they're the ones that go to jail, because, and and these are things that, you know, I'm learning just in the Mm -hmm. past two, three years, because I'm one of those people who came from a family that was taught, you know, this is what you have to do to succeed. My grandmother was one of 12, 12 kids that were born in like the early 1900s. Like my grandma's birth was born in 1908. All her and her 11 siblings all graduated from college. So we're talking the 1920s, 1930s black people that went to college. All 12 of them went. You would think that that would be a pretty notable thing, right? Yeah. Why has nobody heard about that? I mean, it's up to me to tell people now, right? But at the end of the day, at that time, even if we did achieve something, it would be obscured because that was a threat. Instead of saying, hey, look, 
we've proven that we can achieve academically. We've proven that we are capable of this deep thought that you say that we're not. Let us be an asset to you. And there are still people who are just like, no. Wow. No. I, I think like as a, as a typical white guy, I, I grew up mostly in the suburbs. I did uh, end up in the, in the city later on, but I, 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 it's like I didn't really like believe in racism. Like I just was, I, I was in a racist society, absolutely. But I, it's like I, I was just blind to it, and just like I didn't care because I didn't have any actual, I didn't have any hatred necessarily. I just had all of these habits and all of these things that I didn't think mattered because they didn't affect me, right? Well, I mean, for example, like the friend wanting to touch my hair. Yeah. Right? Now let's expand this to a different thing. You know how people want to touch a pregnant woman's belly? Yeah. And and they'll just walk up, just ran. And people are just kind of like, oh, well, you know, why are you so shitty about it? But what you don't understand is you're invading that person's personal space. Yeah. And even if it's not about, you know, I didn't spend $300 doing my hair or whatever. If you wouldn't do this to somebody who looks just like you, what makes it right to do it to somebody who looks different than you? Yeah. I mean, depending on my mood, if the person is really, really super respectful about it and they have just like what is appearing to me to be an honest curiosity and it's not yeah. this, oh, you're a circus sideshow thing. Right. Then, you know, because there are some women who are not of color who are actually interested in doing Afro hair because they, you know, have people in their community that they would like to serve better. I get that. I'm not saying that's, you know, where your friend was or whatever, but it, it's... The the frustration isn't so much, you know, oh, my hair is fixed and I don't want anybody to touch it. It's we've been dealing with this for centuries. Yeah. And in as much it's as the we've got kind of thing. Well, but we've gotten away from that whole like ownership dynamic. And yet people still feel entitled to invade your personal space. Because at the end of the day, so many people ask that question and don't wait for an answer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're like reaching as they touch it. Yeah. You know? So you're, you're, you're throwing it out there as like a pleasantry. Like I did my due diligence and everything, but you didn't expect me to resist. And, and that's the thing is like you said, we're getting at the point now where people are just like, you know, we've turned the other cheek and we've turned another other cheek and we've yeah. turned another, other, other, other cheek. I mean, I'm out of fucking cheeks. Right. I just am. I, I, I've been learning and I've been trying to, to educate myself on things and, and I, I don't want to be a nuisance, right? Like, that's the thing is I don't want to, I, I, I don't feel like I, I should be like, I just don't want to be. So, so it's, so when I see stuff like that, I, I feel like it's kind of, I, I think, I, I hope that this is becoming more of a thing, but as a, as a straight white cis guy, I feel like it's kind of my job to to educate my fellow straight white cis guys you know and because it's tricky because be, you know that there's you know you you know that there's stuff you don't know I mean, right but, but but when i but hear some bullshit i and, gotta and say hey thing, no no is no like <laughs> one, of, one, of, one of my guard friends asked me a couple of years ago um i answering one of my posts he was like well why is everything with you about race why why, why does everything have to be about race and it was just like, well, what you need to understand is I don't have the luxury to not know that I'm black. Mm -hmm. I don't have 
the safety of of knowing that there's nobody that I could come into contact with who is going to hate me just because I'm black. I mean, that's the reality is I have to be aware right. that the possibility of somebody walking up and popping me over the head just because they believe whatever bullshit that they believe or worse, you know, it, it, it's, it's reality. Yeah. And, you know, people who aren't affected by it don't understand the level of vigilance that has to happen. I, I was infuriated by one of my friends a while back. And this is one, this is since I've kind of abandoned my, my social justice warrior thing. I mean, like I still get in arguments with people, but it's not nearly as much as I used to. And this person is a police officer and something had happened. He had made a post, you know, stereotypical you know flag waving conservative person whatever which i mean you know to a point i respect we've got different views whatever right but this gentleman's a police officer and he had made a post that it offended some people or something like that and so he was offended by their offense and so he goes on this tirade about how um you know and i'm not no you know, liberal snowflake that's going to unfriend you just because I said something you don't like and you don't understand how weak you are because, you know, if you just can't take, you know, a little whatever, whatever. And I'm just kind of like, first of all, you're bullying. And then like one of the things he said was what you need to understand is I got military people and police on my side and we are thick as fuck and we'll do whatever we need to do. And I'm just like, so you literally just told me that if your buddy puts a bullet in my brain, you'll cover for him. Yeah, I know that's not what you said, but it's what you fucking said. It sounded kind of threatening. For no, sure. super threatening. Right. And at the end of the day, it's just like, so you're saying to me that I'm weak because I think it's fucked up that you will say in public that you will cover for your friends if they do something fucked up. I'm the weak one. Right. And people like me have had to deal with this for fucking centuries but we're the weak ones that we've constantly, you know, had to bury our friends and relatives behind some bullshit right. that we've had to, you know, not get jobs or not being able to spend money that we have for decent housing because of some bullshit. Yeah. But we're the weak ones. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's some there's some a lot of fucked up shit and I definitely don't want to act like I like I know everything, but I'm like learning a lot, you know. It's it's frustrating, but it's not hopeless. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing is at the end of the day, you just get to the point where you know who's worth the calories or not. Because yeah. people who have made up their minds that I shouldn't be allowed to think what I think and that I shouldn't speak about this country's history because it's ugly and it makes them uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable too. And that's why I'm talking about it. Right. Because the more that people know, the more people should understand why people are fucking fed up at this point. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. like, you know, people make jokes about me too. And it's just kind of like, um, but the only reason that me too exists is because a bunch of assholes got away with a bunch of bullshit for too long. Yeah. And now you're salty that people are saying, you know, I do get to say, don't fucking touch me. Right. That's not your decision. You don't get to tell me what to do with my body. Right. You don't get to tell me what you're entitled to do to my body. That's not how this thing works. Yeah. Well, I've 
heard like just way too much of the uh of the other side like the other side of the me too people like saying oh it's too far and i'm oh it's hard to be a hard to be a guy these days you know and it's you know who it's hard for it's hard for the assholes because you know who's always had a handle on it the people who know what respect actually looks like have never had a problem with it there are literally billions of men throughout history who have never touched a woman without consent right so why is it so difficult for these dudes to understand, you know, I really shouldn't do that? Yeah, I, I feel like what they're saying is that, the, oh, it's all these false allegations, right? It's all uh, it's all people tell you, oh, he was just, oh, it's just, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Louis C.K. He didn't, it's not like he raped him or something. He, you know, oh, 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 just downplay it. Right, you know, right, and, right, and right. That kind of shit, right? Right. And <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, just don't be a fucking dick. Don't be an asshole. Like, like but that's the thing is what they it's want. Not that hard. What they want is an actual like. Here's your roadmap. Here's your left limit. Here's your right limit. And then, I mean, granted, they would bitch about the whole thing the whole fucking time. But if you don't say you can't do that, well, nobody told me. Right. I mean, yeah, I know she was unconscious behind a dumpster, but nobody told me I couldn't help myself. Yeah, this is uh, it's 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 about this letter of the law thing, right? People yeah, want to know and, like and where exactly. Is, oh, is this the line where I? No, it's just like, can you just respect people? But the thing is, too, is that those personality types are always going to find the loophole. You know, how some people work harder trying to find a way out of getting to work than it would actually take to do the work. <laughs> like yeah. it, it takes so much less effort to just keep your damn hands to yourself than it does to yeah. be railing against the the establishment for goddamn these bitches. What, what what do you mean I can't just get you drunk and take advantage of you? That's so stupid. Um, no, it's not. It's not yeah. stupid at all, actually. Right, but that's I think that's the thing is in, in culture, women have been thought of as objects for like well, but that goes back to feudalism. The, uh, but that goes back exactly. to feudalism. And like, I mean, you know, it's kind of the same women thing were owned right. Like, and for and a the long same time. thing with slavery. It's like if you really want to get to the root of the issues that we're having now, it's not just the American Civil War. It's not just colonial times. It's not just the church breaking away from England to come here. It's because not only that, in non-European societies, you still had some of these same dynamics. In some of the ancient South American cultures, you had, you know, slavery and such. So oh, yeah. it's, it's it's it seems like in in indifferent to where the society sprang up, there were just certain tendencies. But the the the, the end of the day, you know, the whole thing, like with feudalism and 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 the other cultures, is men started with the physical strength, and so then once once your physical power can be translated into notional power and that's how things got manipulated. Right. Absolutely. It was completely natural. It seems like, it seems like it was a, like a, like a, a part of human nature to an extent because I mean, all throughout nature, you have these power things, right? But no, absolutely. Power, power is a, a, a concept that that's fairly because even in in animals and wildlife, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, animals that know that lions like to eat them kind of try to stay away from the lions, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, sure. And the problem, issue, 
whatever you want to call it with us as humans is that so many of the conflicts that we have really don't have to do with meeting basic needs. Yeah. Right. I mean, like if you think about it, we're as far as I know, I could be wrong, but as far as I know, we're the only species that will literally conspire with each other to cause emotional pain for another. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't say, but that sounds pretty, (laughs) pretty interesting. That's the kind of shit that Leslie thinks about. Well, th- this is making me think of this episode of Radio Lab, and and I I do this a lot in conversation. I bring up Radio Lab specifically almost okay. all the time. But there was this episode talking about if change is possible, mm-hmm. and they there were several different episodes or different segments of the show with different examples. But one of them was uh, the scientist was in in Africa following a, a troop of I believe bonobos. Okay, and uh, you know it was just normal, you know group of animals doing their thing yeah and then they stumbled on to this resort uh trash pile where this resort would take all their food scraps and throw it out in a pile behind the resort huh and so then the troop like changed all their habits they started sleeping in and then like strolling out and just going on a feasting frenzy right and so on and so forth well after a while this a bunch of the the uh older male they just died hmm and so now the troop was uh, like kind of in disarray, right? And okay. it had all these young, well, all of the traditions, like the grooming traditions, after the after these uh, the older, older males died, uh-huh. now they all went away, and everybody would groom each other equally. Huh. There was a completely like a egalitarian kind of uh, uh, dynamic in the in the troop now. And uh, the scientists like that were studying this were just like flabbergasted. They couldn't <laughs> believe it because that's the only example. And right. then because uh, I guess the I, I don't know if, I I can't remember the exact species, but they they travel and then they'll join other other uh, other uh, of these monkeys were coming to their group and then taking on their new structure. Huh. Yeah, they were adapting to the structure that existed in this in this group. And all it huh. took was uh, was killing the patriarchy <laughs> <laughs> by gorging them on junk oh, right, food. Right, right, right. <laughs> Pass them Cheetos. Ads. Oh, man. I really want to practice comedy, but it is so stressful to go to open mics. I know. They're like super late, like on a weeknight, right? Hey, uh, anyone want to talk about my weird dick? Yeah, so I don't like going to open mics because sometimes comedians just talk about their weird dicks. Yeah, yeah that's, it's terrible. I, I don't want that. No. I don't either. I also just don't want to hear the same 12. Hey, guys, uh, uh, I have some racy jokes, but, you know, I go after everyone. I don't want to hear the same 12 jokes about terrible subjects. Right. I'm really tired of racism and sexism, like, while I'm trying to enjoy myself. Just, like, like. Laugh. Oh, my God. Everyone is so sensitive. You just can't say anything anymore. No man's land. An open mic for the rest of us. At 15 West Dunedin. Wildcats Confetti House. Every third Sunday, doors at 6.30, show at 7. Sign up online. B-Y-O-B. Yeah. Isn't that sexist towards men? No! So who is this for? Everybody but you, bro. One of the things that I love about traveling with comedy is that I get to go to all these different cities, and so you get to see all these different like cityscapes like as you're entering the city. And I would say most likely, and I know people will disagree with me on this, But as far as driving into a city, the three most beautiful cities that 
I love driving into because there's always this like parting of hills or something right. with it. And you round this curve or you top this hill and, and it just <laughs> no, no. kind of blossoms in front of you. You're right. <laughs> Believe it or not, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yeah. is one of my favorite cities to to go into. Yeah, you got to drive through a tunnel and then... Uh, yeah, when you come out of the tunnel, it's just like, what? And especially yeah, at that night. that is really cool. At night, it's, uh, it's breathtaking. But also when you're coming up to Cincinnati from the south and uh, on, on um, 7175 and uh, again you, you round this curve and top this hill and it just like unfolds it's just across the river and before yeah. you get to the bridge and um, Kansas City Kansas City um, Kansas I went out there and um, they they have a lot of um, what I would call like ultra modern it kind of reminds me almost of like Buck Rogers kind of feel sort of with some of the some of the outdoor modern kind of well no there's 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 some really interesting things they do with lights okay with like lighting there's this one stadium that is kind of like outlined somehow if i'm remembering correctly it's been a while but i just remember when i drove out there and i got there at night and it was just like it was like wow this is really cool you know i really would like to stay a couple of days but i couldn't (laughs) then but i'm going back out there um in January, you drive all over the. My car has two hundred thousand miles on it. It's a two thousand fifteen. Oh my god, that's crazy! And I really hope my insurance company isn't listening. <laughs> 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 like, oh shit! I just put that on the ether. But yeah, yeah. I'm, no, but I've, seriously, I've been averaging like, about what's the farthest you've you've driven for a show? Uh, Florida. Okay, so that's like what? Like I went to Sarasota, hours? Florida. Yeah. Okay. And um, like just this year, because I was involved with the World Series of Comedy, um, I did one of the satellites in Sarasota, Florida. I went to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Um, I went to St. Louis uh, for that. I've d- I had a show in Little Rock early in March. Um, I was in Minneapolis. You're just always going though, right? But it's just me. Yeah. I mean, like like just this weekend. Um, I went into the weekend just going to be there Friday and Saturday, and I was staying with my friend. And uh, Friday night, a guy who runs the show, and it's like a once-a-month show, um, he was like, hey, do you want to come do a guest spot on my show Sunday night? I can toss you some gas money. I was like, yeah, I can. And that's kind of the beauty, even though I've been like hand-to-mouth since I quit my day job. But <laughs> yeah, it's I, I can just do that. Well, you got the freedom to, to follow your your passion wherever that leads yeah you, right? yeah so i'm planning this huge trip to california and i've already got shows booked and everything and i'm freaking out because i need a new timing belt <laughs> oh no how many dates huh um i've got a show in la december 5th and then december 7th i'm doing two shows in san diego and some of these are more like booked mics so there's not going to be like a whole lot of pay like i'm 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 footing the bill for this trip basically but um, I'm doing another mic on the 8th in Van Nuys. And then the 9th through the 16th, I'm going to be up in the Bay Area. And I think every night but the 12th, I have something on the books. A part of this was people that I had networked with before. A lot of this is Amanda, the the, the girl who's my roommate. Um, a lot of this is her doing, too. I mean, she's she's connected out there and everything. But, I mean... 
there were people that I reached out to and I was like, Hey, I'm going to be out in Cali. Is there anybody that you can swing me toward? And they're like, Oh yeah, you know, contact this person, contact that person. And so that's how we got a good number of the bookings. But the, um, the Bay area stuff, um, three of those nights were people that I met through the world series of comedy. So that, that's the thing about um, doing like contests and festivals and everything. A lot of people are just like, well, you know, you're never not going to win. Uh, okay. But if I make contacts and it's people who want to pay me to do comedy, I mean, like, how, how, how did I lose exactly? <laughs> yeah, you're, you know? that's the win. Right. So it's, it's about getting seen and networking. And that's the thing is like, I mean, there, I, I, I think there's always going to be clubs. I think there's always going to be audience for clubs. But the problem is right now is the competition that clubs have in home entertainment now. Like we were talking earlier, there's so much content and there's there's so many specials that can be streamed and then people don't have to get out of the house on a crappy night and they don't have to pay for two things on top of their tickets and they don't, yep. you know. So there's there are a number of clubs that are, you know, not not doing all that great right now. They're losing audience for any number of reasons. Huh. And but there I, I think there's always going to be clubs. It's just the dynamic of getting to work clubs now is so different than it would have been, say, 20 years ago, even 15 years ago, I think. Yeah, the Internet's like basically like disrupted the everything. And it's and the, it seems like the same thing with the music scene. It's well, everything has been kind of shaken up. That's definitely. And the thing is, too, is People can now gravitate toward the artists that they like and they don't necessarily have to like before, you know, I mean, yeah, there were big name comics, but even regional comics could make a pretty good living because, you know, people were coming to the club and now people are going to clubs to see certain people. And so the dynamic's a little bit different. Like, you know, clubs used to be able to just pack the house just by virtue of being a club. Because okay. it Even was whoever's club? here. Yeah, I mean, because think about it. Didn't it didn't matter who was going to be at the show. It was just like, they're, it's always going to be good. And I mean, I'm talking like, you know, 70s and 80s. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. before we had all of the social media, before we had all of the advertising so hard, you know, I mean, you know, it was just kind of like, oh, well, this is our night out. But now people are saving that money for, well, I want to see Chris Titus. I want to see, you know, um, Frank Caliendo. I want to see, you know what yeah. I'm saying? As opposed to, oh, we're going to go to the comedy club and, and see a show. <laughs> this was an interesting thing that, that, that I got to see not too long ago. So um, a friend of mine from Virginia Beach tours with Jay Farrow. And he was here in Columbus, and so she was featuring. And so she's like, yeah, come come hang out at the club with us, you know. And I was like, okay, bet, you know. So we were back in the green room, and he was just excited that he sold out the weekend without having to do extra promo. Like, they do standard promo huh. anyway, right? But a lot of times, you know, the comics end up having to come in early to do radio shows and this, that, and the other, or, you know. And he was just like, people came to see me it, it, it was really humbling for me people still I was like, like do those radio shows oh god yeah bob and tom is huge i just bob I, and tom is huge even uh dave and jimmy here in town they usually have comics on you know they sell like tickets the on that show? Or whatever probably okay 
I mean, okay. there's still people. That's the thing. Not everybody's on the internet. Not everybody's on Facebook. Not everybody's on. I don't listen to much radio at all. Like, I listen to. I listen to I a listen lot to of radio. News. I don't have like Sirius or whatever in my car. I just like, and that's the thing. So when I'm like driving cross country and you get to those areas where there's like nothing on, you're just like, well, there's nothing on. Until January of this uh, of of 2018, I had a tape deck in my truck. Okay. What? <laughs> I hey, and people Did you started have the making, adapter thing to play the. <laughs> people started making tapes. I actually had like relevant music and cassette tapes because uh, that became hip, I guess. Well, I mean, people <laughs> were buying vinyl again too. Yeah, but vinyl actually like lasts a little longer than a cassette well, tape. That's, so. that's fair. That's and nobody fair. ever like raved about the sound quality of of cassette tapes. Of a tapes. cassette, no. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely that, uh, was that grainy. Yeah. Oh. My uh, so just recently. Um, this is funny because my mom was listening to her first episode of my podcast. Tell me about that because I was trying and to look at the post she and was I couldn't see live it. booking it as she listened to it and was just making comments on the uh, post on my Facebook page. See, I was trying to find <laughs> that because I saw that you shared the post and then I yeah. like people were talking about the comments and stuff and I was just like, I want to see. It was see. on the original, like, it was on the original. The original lampshade media uh promo okay, so for I didn't the episode click on the right thing yeah so you would have to click through to the original like but gotcha in any case i i thought it are was we hilarious. gonna call her oh we you want to talk to my mom yeah <laughs> you're the one who was just like it's oh she dotes on me for for forever oh for she everything. definitely like yeah she definitely dotes on me i'm like hey i i would open up my facebook page for my business so i i uh, I'm a carpenter and uh, it would be like, I'd be getting a bunch of notifications like, Oh, people are liking my photos. You know, I'd hit the thing and it would be like Joyce <laughs> Milliman all the way down. I'm like, mom, that's mom, awesome though. Stop that's liking awesome, my though. pictures on my business page. Okay. It was, it was funny that she was live booking it because there was no reference for anyone like to know what the hell she's talking about. <laughs> She was just so she was listening to it. Yeah, she was it's... listening to it and commenting on the post. Wow. But there was no like way that anyone else could ever time that to know what the right. hell she's actually referring to specifically. <laughs> Which I thought was just adorable. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm right behind her. I'm I'm gonna be that so soon. So I'm like, okay, so what do I do with these sixteen uh <laughs> sixteen posts from my mother on on the Thing. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just make her a part of the show now. Yep, do it. <laughs> She'll love it. She's very excited. <laughs> oh, awesome. Hello. Hi. It's Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I started to say Leslie and Mel, but then I thought that like everybody would be like, wait a minute, are they a couple now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be... <laughs> So like that would that's be what so mind blowing for so many people. Yeah. That, so Joyce, I don't know if you. Surprise for me too. <laughs> if you wanna, if you wanna see a picture of Leslie and I, uh, go to Facebook and go back five years. Well, no, didn't you repost it though? I think I. I don't know if I just didn't I just share. Did it you with share you? the memory? Oh, was it just? It, it may have. Just, it may have just been me. So we met like five years ago. 
And oh. I was doing this thing where I would take pictures with guys who had beards, just any guy who had a beard. And I got uh, up to uh, like 500 pictures. So I have this album on Facebook that's just selfies wow. of me and random guys that have beards. I did it for like two years. And I have like a few more pictures, like every time I think I'm going to do it. But then all my friends were just like, oh, Leslie just loves beards. And so then they're just sending me all these like pictures of beardy dudes. And I'm like, that's not at all what this is about. I was kind of flabbergasted, though, because I remember that happening, but I didn't. And then, you know, time passes. Yeah. And, uh, and then you perform in my living room. And now we're, we're about to do this interview. And then I, uh, I'm i on Facebook <laughs> and randomly see this picture from five years ago. And I'm like, what the <laughs> Oh my gosh, how funny. The thing that was so funny about it is like so many of my friends, it it my friends are so desperate for me to not be single. I don't I don't know exactly how that works, but I mean whenever there's a guy in a picture who looks like there's any remote possibility whatsoever, oh my god, Leslie, is this your guy? No. <laughs> And the thing is, <laughs> Mel was still married. I'm just like, do you not see that big gold band on his left hand? When did I get married again? I'm not wearing a ring. What are we doing? <laughs> but yeah, uh, so many times it was, you know, if I had the picture. And again, I got up to like 700 guys. So at some point I'm just kind of like, okay, so just how free with my love do you guys think I am? I mean, like we're, this is an unreasonable number of people to be in pictures with for you to think that every last one of them could be a boyfriend. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty big tally. Yeah. Magic Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we would call it for a woman. Cause that's totally, but yay equality, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and it still took me longer than him. Yeah. But <laughs> Well, you should, uh, you could get on uh, Christian Mingle like my mom. Look. <laughs> that was a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's because, you know, th th all Christian love and stuff. <laughs> so I'm I'm yeah. very much like a, I, what, what would I be? I guess I'm agnostic, maybe. I mean, I believe, I believe in a higher power, but I, I have... A lot of questions for organized religion. I have a lot of. of you, want, you want to talk of, about religion uh, with my with my conservative Christian mother? <laughs> well, I well, mean, we're here. You know, <laughs> Let's when, do it. When she says organized, I kind of I get that. See, that's just because because you're not organized. Oh. <laughs> organized in general, or organized. <laughs> Yes, I was picking on you a little bit, but I. Well, there's just so much inconsistency in the church, and that's what's so frustrating because I absolutely was, you know, a, a card carrying. Absolutely, I went to this like, you know, I wouldn't call it a mega church, so to speak, but it was a very large. It was like it was one of those churches where you would have small groups because there were so many people in the congregation. Right, right. It was right. just like you could absolutely get lost. Even in and, our small church, we had small groups. They were just smaller groups. Yeah, yeah. I, I go to a tiny church, and we have groups too. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it wasn't just my okay. That's but, well, I think yeah, I, those small I groups. Can, it's easier to kind of connect with your people and yeah. stuff. I guess I don't know. Yeah, connect on a more personal level than it is on Sunday morning when it's all everybody. Well, and that's where the accountability comes when you actually have like a connection right. with people then, you know, you could feel some remorse about, you know what I'm saying? But when you don't have a connection, it's like, well, nobody knows. 
But I mean, I think that that's, you know, like you see these little like meme things about integrity and, you know, how do you act when nobody's watching and all this kind of stuff. Right. And it's just kind of like, you know, I don't know. I'm the kind of person though I can't get away with nothing. So <laughs> I well, like have to be like when I do like a good deed for a stranger, or whatever, I'm just like, look, this isn't about you. I got so much bad karma I got to make up for. <laughs> and then they're just like, oh, OK, well, in that case, I mean, you know, like sometimes people will, like turn down help because, you know, they're just like, oh, you don't have to. It's like, look, I know I don't have to. I just this might be the one thing that keeps me from going to hell. So please let me let me do this nice thing for you. Uh, it's, uh, it's so much <laughs> it's so much more fun to do nice things for people when it when there there's no uh, there, there is no hell no well, heaven there's no there's no no reason that you should do it other than the fact that it's just a good thing to do for a person yeah but the paranoid yeah. part of it me makes is it just so like, much better eh, but if 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 it's if i have to choose yeah. yeah you know why don't, why don't i say it's for that, that? <laughs> i thought i i kind of thought i was flying under the radar with this podcast for some reason i thought my mom wasn't ever going to hear it uh-oh boom <laughs> boom <laughs> Oh, come was on. that a great sound effect or what? What that did I pretty, just do? That was, that was pretty, pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to save that actually for sound uh, Do you want for, me to just do it with us quiet so we can just have it? Yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so who knows that I had kids? I mean, like that's not a thing that a person well, who didn't mean, have a child I didn't, would I do. didn't even know that you were into Star Trek, let alone. Oh, poor Mel has gotten like the. He had no idea how nerdy I was until literally a half an hour ago. <laughs> like he, I was talking about Star Trek, and he's like, "Oh, well, you sound like a Trekkie." I'm like, "Well, there's one of my featured photos is me and Michelle Nichols, and I'm wearing a a a classic Star Trek uniform. You've never seen that." He's like, "No." I'm like, "It's like on the splash page of my Facebook profile." <laughs> Yeah, she's a little salty. I hadn't been looking at her Facebook. Uh, well, I got cute legs. I mean, you know, I I live for those likes. I had this kind of ongoing joke with the people that, you know, watch my profile. I'm just like, you know, I can say something about like current events and get like 20 likes. But if I show you guys a picture of my legs, I'll get like 300 likes. What gives, you know? <laughs> and so this thing on, on Veterans Day got like 700 likes. Now, mind you, I have almost 5,000 Facebook friends because of comedy and between the military right. and my family being all over the place. So I'm getting close to the cap. And so, I mean, percentage wise, that's actually a pretty good percentage as far as exposure. And I was like, oh, I got 700 likes and I didn't have to show my legs. Wait, no, that one picture I did show my legs, didn't I? Dang it. <laughs> it was all the legs. <laughs> no, it was below the knee. The skirt's below the knee. No, no, no. I mean, all the likes were for the legs. Oh, all the likes were for that one leg picture. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> well, no. There Two were, legs, one like. There was, there was, there was, shush. There, there was a lot of, of response for the, the picture from the Bengals game too. That, that's like, people are just like, wait a minute, you saying at a Bengals game? Yeah, I don't really talk about it. What do you mean you don't talk about it? Who's, who, I, I, I don't talk about it that much. It's, 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 that's the thing that happened. So and, you're funny and, I, and you sang. Do you dance? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I salsa okay. dance. I, mean, what, I haven't in a while, dumb. but I... Um... Interesting. <laughs> uh -huh. what, so, yeah, how, how the fuck do you end up singing at the Bengals game again? So, um, you know, the, the patriotic ceremonies that they do before the, the military game. Well, this particular game was their military appreciation game. And most NFL teams, if not all, have a relationship typically with the National Guard of that state. And so when they put together those military displays, then they get soldiers from the National Guard of their state. Mm 
So um, a couple of months before it was supposed to happen, I get an email because I had been singing the national anthem for like various military summaries and stuff. And our mm-hmm. um, our marketing uh, coordinator for our recruiting branch, who is handles the relationship between the the team and, and our organization, she's like, hey, do you want to sing at a Bengals game? I was like, do I? I don't even watch football, but I'll go sing at a Bengals game. So <laughs> I was just kind of like, I don't know what a first down is, but I'm singing this song. So <laughs> that was how that that ended up. And so there I was on the 30 yard line with my two younger kids. Um, my uh, geez, my daughter. Let's see. This was 2012. So my daughter was 12. I should always know how old she is because she was born in 2000. Like if I ever don't know how old she is, (laughs) it's literally just counting. What year is it? That's how old she is. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, the the video that's on my YouTube, she actually uh, recorded from the 30 yard line. So she was on the 30 yard line with me. And funny, uh, another funny story about that whole thing. So. I had like a handler, right? Like I had, you know, a lady who made sure that I was in the right place at the right time or whatever. And so me and my kids were like following this gal around. And she warned me that there was going to be an airplane flyover at the end. They, they, they timed it so that the airplane would fly over just as I was going into the high note. And the way that it was timed, the airplane was going to approach and I would be able to see it on the jumbotron. It was going to look like two airplanes. And so basically she cautioned me. She was like, so you don't want to look up because that is a very scary looking thing. And what does Leslie do? I absolutely looked up and see two airplanes flying at me like, but of course (laughs) the thing is, is um, at that time, the Ohio National Guard had its first female senior officer. Her name is Deborah Ashenhurst, and she was our first female adjutant general. And she's the sweetest lady. And so whenever I was at a ceremony in my uniform, she's like, Captain Battle, are you singing? I was like, yes, ma'am. And she's like, ah! I mean, she'd get like excited that I was singing. And so it just, it just became kind of like a thing with me that above all else, I'll make her proud. So even though I was like panicking inside, I was not going to embarrass her in front of 60,000 people. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I was standing there as a representative of the Ohio National Guard. So I was not going to like bring shame to my organization in that moment, no matter how terrified I was. But yeah, yeah, there were two airplanes flying at me and I was just kind of like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm done. And I'm going to walk my happy butt right off this field and go pee. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds pretty intense. It was very intense, but I mean, you know, Mom, uh, how do you how do you feel about uh, being a special guest on Lampshade Media Presents uh, Jean Cast the Wildcast? What's that? You what's that last part? I thought we changed it to what was it? We were cocooning for boobs. <laughs> Wasn't that it? Because okay, here's, okay. So setting the scene. Although Leslie doesn't. <laughs> doesn't like the name she's also a huge fan of jean-luc picard yeah but that's so not he's not he, i told you he's not the wild one maybe so maybe joel's making like it the wild too much slash cast. slash porn and joel shit. was drunk <laughs> was joel drunk jean, oh yeah oh yeah so so joel like named the, sh- the the podcast because i don't know I'm, I, I just can't pick a good name you know so uh, I rebranded uh, Lampshade Media Presents John Cast the Wildcast. Um, but Leslie, what Leslie do you, what came do you up think with a different it? name. Because here's the thing. So I'm sitting here in the basement and I am always cold. So I've got this blanket 
over me and I look like a plaid cocoon. And we were joking about, you know, I'm going to be this great butterfly when I come out of this cocoon. I'm like, yeah, my boobs are going to be huge. <laughs> and so he said, oh my gosh, we can call it cocooning for boobs. And I'm like, absolutely, we'll call it cocooning for boobs. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I now have to change <laughs> from Jean Cast the Wildcast to Lampshade Media Presents Cocooning for Boobs. Yes. Is it specifically and everybody boobs? Everybody will listen. Yes. What do you what do you think, Mom? Breasts is too proper. I... Boobies? That? Does that make you feel better? He, I, he, this he, is you. <laughs> you you need to guide me, okay? Like I am trusting you implicitly with the future of this podcast. That's dangerous. So I, I never I never wait, wait, really wait, know wait, 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 where to go. Wait, wait. Bum, bum, bum. Is it for every bum. show? Or, yeah. <laughs> is it for every show or you mean which I, I don't know how this all works, you know? Oh yeah, this is it. From I, now on, the only thing this podcast will ever be known as again. For the rest of history, cocooning for the will be Lampshade Media presents cocooning for boobs. I I like it though. <laughs> I mean, if I you're gonna never, give me that kind of power, I have rebranded a lot, and uh, I'm getting tired of it. Okay, like I am now. But I mean, that's the thing. It speaks settle. to I, it speaks to personal growth. It has a little bit of whimsy. I mean, that is a very very it, it very does. diverse title. Yeah. So in as much, I mean, we're talking a little bit of science, so there's some education there. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's very scientific. It's, it's very, it's, 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 it's very, there's, there's so much more to it than just the words. All right. Well, Mom, what do you think? <laughs> Cocooning for boobs or Jean Cast be- the Wildcast? Which one are you, which one really draws it, you, you in? I'm just, well, that one's funny, but I'm thinking it might cast you as a little weird. <laughs> You think cocooning for boobs is going to make me look weird? Yeah. You, but see, that's just it. It it draws the question. If you're doing John Cast the Wildcast, people are just going to take for granted that that's the name. But if you say something like cocooning for boobs, people are like, "Wait, what is what does that even mean?" You know. And so then you get to yeah. like explain like this is this is a metaphor for what this podcast is. It's like you know development and growth and and metamorphosis and we're still silly and like boobs yep absolutely (laughs) and uh you know what is what what is the meaning of the other one jean cast the wild cast he just saw a picture of jean-luc picard on the wall and said let's just play with the name (laughs) so so a, a drunk college age kid saw a, a sign or a, 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 a stock like production picture yeah. of a Star Trek character. And he's well, just like, well, let's just call it that. Cause it's on the wall here. Yeah. I'm Cause drunk. Tyson's uh Tyson's uh, a big fan of, uh, of Star Trek and, and as in the is studio, Leslie that in, Mel didn't know until in the studio here, we got a Jean-Luc ago. Picard looking down on us. <laughs> so when you were, you could have worse <laughs> things looking at you when you way. were live streaming or when you were live booking my podcast, that was the first episode you'd listened to, right? Yeah. The only one. Did you, did you finish it? Did you get to the end or did you cut out because you thought we were going to talk about my Tinder dates? Yeah. I kind of cut out there. Eh, there's okay. places that moms don't go. Well, <laughs> well at the Smart. end of that episode, uh, Dan decided that he was going to change the name uh, from uh, 
Brock Hussein Ocasio Cortez, which I thought was yeah. genius. Um, you, you didn't. You seemed a little intimidated by it though. But he changed it. He thought it was a little too political. It's a lot. It's a lot. He changed it to uh, a goat made from playing cards, batteries, and a single can of Fresca. So from uh, then on out, it was uh, oh, Lampshade Media hey. presents a goat made from playing cards, batteries, and a single can of Fresca. Um, and I get the Fresca. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was the same exact thing, basically. I think that uh, that uh, Joel did. He just looked around the room and he saw playing cards, batteries, and a exactly. single can of Fresca. So what I've learned is I can't actually trust all comedians. <laughs> Leslie, though. Leslie, well, I trust. Leslie's got this matronly aspect that I can basically say whatever I want, and people are just like, oh, kind of. Isn't okay, it wonderful? I, it's dangerous. You know it's you're, so you're, dangerous you're, because you're I can than say I am things. A little bit, but well, but I mean, you know, compared I, to Mel, you know, I mean, I'm enjoying. I'm actually enjoying getting older because you do, and I've heard people joke about this before, but. You you are a little freer to say whatever you think. And oh, absolutely. You don't have to worry about what anybody thinks. Oh no, absolutely. Some <laughs> some of the jokes that I tell, I've had comics literally come up to me afterwards and be like, "Leslie, you're the only person that could tell that joke. Like, there's no <laughs> yeah. there's nobody else that could remotely approach getting away with telling I that say joke." I do things that when I was in my twenties, I would never have said. Oh, good gracious! Or, you know, absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, it's wonderful. There's, there's there, definitely there's things definitely I've said in my twenties that I shouldn't have said. Well, there's that, but I mean, there's something very liberating about that honesty because, like for me, yeah. so many of these things that I've been holding in, like I said before, I'm, I'm getting to a point where I can actually talk to them and kind of really assess them because when, when yeah. you're not talking about something and you just sock it away, you, you don't process it you just let it fester you know and i mean i don't know i mean everybody says that you start getting like more comfortable in your skin around this time but yep. um yep. yeah I, just, I don't think i did until of course i i was divorced at 30 what was i 32 can't remember and uh or something like that so there's a lot of turmoil right there in the middle of life but um right. It does seem like it was after, in my 40s. I remember my mom saying her 40s were her best years of her life. She loved her 40s. Hmm. And I think there's some truth in that. There's, it's when I started I'm hoping to so. Because well, my 30s I, sucked you know, ass. Yeah. But I started comedy well, when I was 40. Too, I, was, I was just about to turn 41 when I did my first open mic. Oh, no so, shit. Yeah. That's incredible. No, you yeah. got... You got some stuff to look forward to there because you're, yeah, well, that's 40s good. Are good. That's good. You're, you're, you start to get more comfortable in your own skin. You're, you don't have to worry about what people think and you, um, you know who you are. You know what though? I, I work at a high school I'm, as a secretary in the Dean's office and I see a lot of high schoolers and it just makes me, I, I enjoy them at one in one sense, but in another way, I think, oh my gosh, the drama. Ads. Hey, yo, this is Future Mel. If you guys are still listening to this podcast at this point, you are who I am wanting to reach right now because you are real fans. You are super duper. We love you. So if you can help us out, 
you listen to iTunes, go to iTunes and make a review. Give us all the stars and all that good shit. If you listen uh, anywhere else, just go to Facebook and uh, and review us on there. Or if you've been to our events, maybe pass a review on there. So, yeah, help us out. Spread the word. Tell your friends and all that, all that good stuff. We appreciate you a lot. So let's get back and uh, hear what else Leslie has to say. Well, Mom, did uh, did you enjoy your your time with us tonight? I did, I did. You and think you about know, taking I, up a new career? I don't know if I want to do that, but <laughs> I enjoy what I enjoy what you're doing. I, everybody, everybody has to be as interesting as Leslie, though. Yeah, I, I definitely cuss a lot more when my mom's not on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I could be your anger translator. I, I could be like okay. That. My Lu- my Luther. I could be your Luther. Yeah. No, I've, I have enjoyed, I did enjoy listening the other night. Um, I was my first, I came across it and I thought, you know what? I always want to support my kids and what they're doing and what Mel's doing and everything. And I do, I've shared it with other people, my friends. Uh, oh, mom, pictures, slow uh, down. No, no, no. You no, don't no. need to be sharing it's... my podcast with your friends. I don't think they'll appreciate it. No, 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 no. That, I didn't share the podcast. You know what? If they smile and nod and say, you know, I might take a listen and never listen to it. Don't oh, worry Oh, that's about fine. It. That's fine. But if they did. I'm... You know no, what? You Look. know what? No, Mel. No, 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 See, I, I can say something that will blow Mel's mind right now, but I, 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 I know that to? we're like modest. Well, I kind of feel like I've done it like seven times already tonight. <laughs> Like every time you're just like, wait, what? You and and what? It really that too? You know? I mean, how many times have you said that tonight? It uh, yeah, there is there is a lot of that. But no, I just well, yeah, I I, I I I wonder sometimes like because I've uh, I've changed so much. I've changed in some ways, and not in others. But like yeah, if some. <laughs> this well, is if it's not anything for my like old, my, uh, my old crew. If it's anything like my son's friends, like one day I met my my middle one, my my twenty three year old for breakfast. And we went to a Bob Evans, and he lives in Pickwood. So I had gone to Pickwood to meet him. I think I'd had a show the date in the night before or something like that. But I was over, you know, closer to where he is. And uh, the kid behind the counter, who actually looks a little bit like you, Mel. So, you know, tall. Um, Large husky. bearded man. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> grown looking man, right? Yeah. And so my son was like, Mom, you remember Tyler. He came to my sleepover. When I, Tyler did not look like that when you were 13. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I need you not to expect me to recognize somebody that the last time that I saw them, they were literally half the person they are now. <laughs> I mean, I know you grew up with him and you recognize him, but I would absolutely hit on this dude in the club. I need you to save me from that. Mel has changed in some aspects, but he's got a heart of gold. And I believe he, that. <laughs> and that hasn't changed. He's got his roots. He's, a, he's a, a kind, respectful, and very funny guy. Well, and I mean, you know, that's that's at the end of the day, that's like what you want for him. Is, you uh-huh. know, as, long, exactly. as long as you've got the basis and I, I know where your heart happy. is. And you know what? Yep. I love, <clears throat> that's what I was trying to tell you about, is I love the uh, the pictures in your living room of all the people and you're in the middle of it smiling and laughing. And I'm like, I love this. This is, uh, I, this is what I like to do is being a large group of people, smile and laugh. This is one of my favorite things in life. Exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. a good place I mean, to be. I love seeing that. It just, yeah. it's, there's something about a mother who sees her son laughing and smiling. When I see Cliff doing that too, I just, yeah, it fills my heart. 
you know, makes me happy. Yeah. So well, yeah, I love it. So that's the stuff I was sharing with my friends. I didn't share away oh, yeah, media yeah, yeah. yet. <laughs> I shared yeah, maybe uh, if you're going to share an episode though, I think you should share the episode titled, uh, uh, bathtub rim job. <laughs> I got to listen now. I'll have to find it. <laughs> I, you know, I came across it and I thought, you, you know what, Mel? Plus he's in love with me a little bit. He said, don't listen to everything. <laughs> mm, <laughs> right. You might not want to hear right. everything he does. So I'm like, okay, I'll be cautious. You know what's so funny? <laughs> is the dynamic is completely reversed with my kids. Like for my kids, I'm just like, yeah, you might not want to listen to that. You, <laughs> you, you want to hear this about your mom? <laughs> right. We, we have got to cut, cut her off. All righty. From now on, I've decided, and I'm not. I've already. I'm already thinking of some uh, merchandising, because obviously, like we can like sell like some different like you know those things that, like change shapes when you put water on them. The the like the dehydrated. Yeah, things, yeah. Or? Maybe we can do something like that. Like we're like you <laughs> put it in a cocoon, and then like maybe it just grows <laughs> boobs. I don't know. <clears throat> well, I'll have to think about the marketing and stuff, but. Uh, I don't know. Thank you again, Leslie, for coming over and hanging out Happy in my uh, in my midlife crisis uh, studio. <laughs> if if you're in midlife crisis, then I am over the hill. Well, you know, like I'm not as healthy as you. Well, we so, were discussing that earlier. My that's midlife to be comes seen. sooner. Right, that's to be seen. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so from now on, it's Lampshade Media presents cocooning for boobies. <laughs> Oh, right. that could be so many entendres, though, because then, like, boobies could be, like, boars, right? You know, like, not smart people are also called boobies. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people Isn't can do... Isn't that a do, thing, Joyce? I don't... I think... I, I don't know if I've ever called anyone not smart a booby. I've, I've heard it before. Maybe a boob. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> this Looks is it. Fun. Um, I do have a website. It's lesliebattlecomedy.com, all one word. And on my homepage, I have my shows, which I need to update right now. But um, links to my YouTube and my Twitter and everything are on my homepage of my uh, website. And that's a good place to figure out where I'm going to be. This program is produced by Lampshade Media. Hosted by Mel Milliman. Music by Tyson Shipman. Graphic design by Griffin Browning. Social media by Sam Welch. Voiceover by Ryan Branch. And a special thank you to our sponsors, Paddy Wagon Food, Platform Brewing Company, and The Garden. <laughs>